What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends $119.19 in-store only. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop thinking about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Good night, good night. This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. This is Rory from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, my brother. How you doing tonight? How are you doing? Doing great. Turn, turn the volume up, up on your mic a little bit there. Okay. How are, how's that? Is that better now? Yeah, it sounds much better. Beautiful. All right, so we got a good show planned for you all tonight. And this show is focusing on the day of Halloween and its origin. The satanic or pagan roots of our Halloween we live in a world of yes. duality, but there's only one ultimate authority in the spectrum of good, and that's the Bible, the Word of God. But tonight we engage in a topic that causes division, even within the church. This day called Halloween. Should Christians practice it, or should it be exposed to what it is? Tonight we take you on a journey into antiquity to uncover some of the things that you might not know which includes death, fear, and deception. If the father of lies had a day that he would be proud of, it would be this one. In fact, what if I were to tell you that it's the highest pagan holiday of them all? As we continue, you'll find out what the truth is. So, Rory. Amen. Amen. All right, so before we get started, we would like to just have a word of prayer. And we just come to you, dear Lord God, who you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And because of you, dear Lord God, you said in your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, to set us free, dear Lord God. And Lord God, you left your word, told us to follow your word. Don't go to the right or to the left, to the left. And you asked us, O oh Lord God, to also share with other people. And this is what this program is all about, your marvelous light, O oh Lord God. So, Lord God, tonight we just come to you, dear Lord God, and just lifting the entire show, the entire program to you, and asking you, dear Lord God, to teach us tonight, even us, O oh Lord God, the things that we have studied 
the thing that we have prepared for this show, that people indeed will be set free because the Bible says, who the Son set free is free indeed. So, Lord God, we stand on those words again, firmly on those words, not going to the right or to the left. Like you said in Deuteronomy, when we go into the land that we shall not pick up the practices of those that are there, but we should adhere to the word of God. So now, Lord God, we turn the show over to you. We ask your Holy Spirit to come and sup with us. Come and teach us. Come and share with us. Come and show us the things that you have us to know. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen. Amen. Uh, right. Chris, you want to tell everybody where they can, um, how they can get in touch with us if they need to and all that good stuff? Well, you can find us at don'tletthemburn.com, our main website. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, at Don't Let Them Burn. And you can also find us on TuneIn Radio. Download the app or go to the website. You'll find us there, too. Um, if you want to send an email, send us, uh, you can go to the website and go to that page, uh, the, the connection page, and... Um, just send us any questions that you want to be answered. If we can answer it, then we will reply and then with due process. All right, so here we go with tonight's topic. So when we think of Halloween, most people think of, you know, uh, kids dressing up in... Candy. You know, you know, candy, kids dressing up in costumes, going from door to door, and uh, horror movie marathons and things like that. But tonight we're going to take you through, his, through a little history so that you can get a, a, a better understanding of what this holiday means and where it comes from. And there, and, 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 and there are many, many things that involve this thing. But tonight we're going to start off talking about the Druids and the Celts. And I'm going to let my brother well, Rory lead us into that. Okay. Um um, before we even go there, I just want to, yes, like you said, uh, people normally associate Halloween with several things, and it has it has even gone a lot wider now, Chris. People, like you said, they're going to the movies, horror movies. People, the kids are dressing up in cute costumes, and it looks nice. Um, I think Halloween is probably this. Um, the Halloween holiday um, in the United States, people spend the second, the second, uh, the second to Christmas as far as money being spent or money is being spent. Um, just amazing. So I just want to let people know that, like Chris said, we're going to go back to the roots. We're going to talk about it. Um, and here we go. So you asked me the question, Chris, the Druids. What are these druids, and what's the importance of of them? What does it have to do? What do they have to do with Halloween? Um, about three thousand five hundred years ago, there was an, an ancient group of people. Um, they were, it says that they were from the Canaanites. And before I even go there, let me read this. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy eighteen in the Bible, nine to fourteen. I alluded about it in the prayer. It says here, 
when you enter the land which the Lord has given you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable ways of those nations. Those shall not be found among any one of you who make his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or sorcerers, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For whosoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable things, the Lord our God will drive you, drive them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God for those nations which you shall um, depose. Listen to those who practice witchcraft or diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. So these people, this has been going on for over 3,500 years. This is an, these are the ancient practitioners of this thing. They were Canaanites. And they worship Baal and engage in animal and human sacrifices. One of the better known groups of this practice, or practice the deceptive, are called Druids. And this you'll find this in the American Heritage Dictionary. Define the Druids as a member of an order of priests of an ancient Britain or Celtic Welsh Irish legend as prophets and sorcerers. Okay? So these were they were the Druids. They were from Western Europe, south and west of the Rhine River, west of the Alps, and north of the I don't know I I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Picaries um, according to roughly modern-day France, Belgium. The Druids were into nature worship. Druids eventually turned into Celts. Okay? They turned into Celts. So the Druids had, from what I found out, they had various um, various types of Druids. You have young Druids, and you also have older Druids, too, that were steeped in this in this culture and i'm just going to go on and tell you one of the main sites that is very popular today which is known as stonehenge so you see they were diviners they were enchanters they used potions um and a lot of different things i'm going to read from another website um this is historicuk.com it says druids occur in many mystical tales. In one, a druid to bring fire and rage on his enemies to prevent the men and their steeds from going to the toilet. Their bodies would fill with urine. Of course, from our knowledge of the world today, we know that it is impossible, but many accounts of druids are riddled with mystical magic possession of extra extravagant or sorry yeah extravagant and we talked about this about um the druid druidism can be described as a shamanistic religion 
as it relates to a combination of contact with the spirit world and a holistic medicines to treat and sometimes cause illness. They were said to have induced insanity in people and being accurately um, accurate fortune tellers. Some of their knowledge of the earth and space may have come from um, from times before. There are a lot of mysteries, but one of the things like we talked about before, we talked about how they they actually built Stonehenge. And one of the things they also they also did is that there were certain times of year where they would go and celebrate. And one of this time one of the times of year that they would celebrate was the Celtic New Year celebration reading. The Celtic New Year celebration began on November first. On the day of the Celtic festival, Samhain would be celebrated. Samhain was the god of the dead. Okay? This was believed that the night before of the new year, which is October 31st, the veil between the life and death was at its thin, uh, thinnest point. On Halloween night, the Celtic witches, male and female, though they would be have the greatest chance to contact the dead and get knowledge and power. They would try to contact the dead through meditation, sacrifice, and other forms of witchcraft. Samhain is a witch, which is number one holiday. So it's the highest night or the highest day on the witch's calendar. Both then and now, so it hasn't changed. In discussing Halloween, Encyclopedia Britannica states that it's kept on October 31st was the Celtic festival at the end of the, the summer named Samhain. The practice of divination, it's associated with the dead for those souls were supposed to be revisited. So the souls of the dead would come and revisit the homes on this day. And it's the autumn festival required sinister significance with ghosts, witches, hobgoblins, fairies, demons, and all kind of roaming aboard. So Halloween was brought... Hold on. (laughs) You're moving very fast, my friend. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, well, we can stop there. But this this was a very a very significant time for them. What's funny, um, and it's not even funny, what's significant is that the holiday, Chris, Halloween, Halloween, was or is the same exact day as it was from these times, from from the Celts, from the the Druids. And I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Correct, correct, and and um, just to add to what you were saying there about the 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 god of the the Lord of the Dead, basically the stag god. If, you, if those that know what a stag is, more like a, a <clears throat> like a, a deer or something like that, those type of creatures. Uh, so they worship that that sort of god, and it was a fire festival to the ancient stag god of death. And what they believed was that when they 
do these rituals on this night is that they were getting a blessing from their crop for their crops. If they yield right. good crops, that means they've got a blessing from this so-called God. And it was a very, very, very important festival to them. So, you know, when you, when you think of harvest festival, uh, fall festival, those type of things, um, there's well, a lot of those origins come from that tradition right there. Uh, and also it was brought to the British Isles around 900 A.D., uh, so, so you know, there's a lot of rich history to this. We we haven't even covered everything, and you can see it's a rich history that goes very far back. And and, and in right. fact, you know, uh, you know, uh, my brother Rory went into the Bible to show you, talk to you about Baal worship, and so that tradition came into what we um, what he was talking about, which actually started around two thousand years ago, according to. Uh, the complete book of American holidays. So it, it's it's a mixture of even older tradition, witchcraft and Satanism and all that stuff. So uh, once once we get this this understanding, we're able to go deeper. And to just you know this 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 thing came out of there, went to London. And this thing also, you know, these traditions was considered, you know, in 1717 about the dividing line between the dead and the living and and all these uh, nomadic cults, uh, you know, and, and the Druids would use the oak leaves to make headdressings. And, 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 of course, all of that pertained to witchcraft because when you see the witches with the headgear on with the, the leaves around their head, they make it out of oak leaves uh, because it has very significance to them, uh, you know, long life and, and all these other things because it's a strong tree. So here we have Halloween, which is the highest occult holiday, period. And then we have May Day, May 1st. Which yeah, is that's the other side of the calendar. The other side of the calendar which is a very high holiday, and and it has to do with um, or the other half. I'm sorry, sorry. The other half, yeah. Fertility has to do with fertility because the maypole represents bale shaft, um, basically a male phallic or sexual organ. So, uh, just I just want to give you those little tidbits there because we have a lot more to cover, um, and we're going to get into where the dressing comes from and everything like that. So I'm going to let Rory take off again. Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, all right. So what you're talking about, the, the year is divided into two seasons, light and dark. Okay. At Batwing, uh, Belt Pain, May 1st, and Sawin, November 1st, some believe that Sawin was the most important festival, of course. So these are, these are high nights on the witch's calendar, which you, which you talk about. And... Mm-hmm. This that's when they um, when they do their worship. Now, something that also um, happens this time of year, and I am going to have to now come back from where we were into the past and come right here. And you say, well, what does this really have to do with that? What does Halloween have to do with that? And I'm just going to go into 
um, something. Do you know that law enforcement agencies, detectives, have received special training for this time of year to identify ritualistic occult crimes because they tend to happen this time of year? Most people disappear this time of year um, um, because this is the time when the when people are snatched, taken away for this particular sacrifice. Now, you say sacrifice. What, what sacrifice? What are we talking about uh, as far as sacrifice? Well, yeah, people do go missing. And one of the things that we talked about with the Druids is that their, their biggest thing was the sacrifice. And you see that when, we, when I read from Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14, having their children pass through the fire. That was um, a practice, all right, where they would do spells and all these other things. Um, so what they would do is that the Celtics or the Celts would have a bonfire representing the sun that was used to aid in white magic. Druid, in his fight with dark powers, the term bonfire, they would like this bonfire that comes from, it's not bonfire, but it comes from a word called bonefire, mean, literally meaning the bones of the sacrifices that were piled in the field with the timber and set ablaze. Okay? So that's what one of the things that happened this time of year. So they would use the bonfire. The bonfire is very significant this time of year. All right? Um, yeah. You want me to go on, Chris? Or you want me to oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, mean, I, I can interject a little bit. Um, right. Uh, yeah, think, like you said, the, the bonfires, and you know people have bonfires these days, um, uh, hopefully not with a human sacrifice, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they had these, these, these bonfires, and this is after gathering people. Right. From out of the, 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 their neighborhoods, but there also is another ingredient to this called the wicker man, and the wicker man was this large uh, statue-like thing made out of, of wood, and we had cages, right. and we would put people in in these cages. And what happened? The druids would go into the neighborhoods uh, to the uh, the affluent, the affluent, the, 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 you know, the, the people with money, uh, and they would ask for their servants. And if they give them servants, then they take them. But if they didn't have a servant, didn't want to give them a servant, or they didn't have one, they would give they would give them a child, or a, a virgin, or you know, son or daughter. And that then they would take the, those to this uh, place. But at the same time, within all of that that's going on, you have a cauldron that would be lit at 212 degrees. Cauldron of water. Boiling point. That's a boiling point. Right. That's a point. Boiling point. And they would put apples in them. Well, well, I stop right there, Chris. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, before you even go there, we talked Mm -hmm. about this this um, effigy or human-like figure Mm -hmm. that was burned. All right, and. We say this practice continues in some cults today. Um, today, where they build the effigy of a man and they burn it, 
the Burning Man um, thing that is done out in the in the desert, Nevada desert. here in the United States, in Nevada. Arizona. Uh, we're in Nevada, right? Burning Man, um, and you see people are going to these things. It's it's Burning Man. They said it's sexual promiscuity, and they're doing all sorts of all sorts of different things that are going on. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a little bit more. The truth about Halloween. When um, Catholicism, be- Catholicism began to spread to Europe in the 3rd and 4th centuries, the pagan temples were torn down. Yet pagan worship never really completely disappeared. The festival of Samhain remained the primary pagan festival between the be- festival. Belief of spirits may be warned, but many of the old shaman tradition continue to be practiced, especially by the children, primarily in Ireland. Children dressed up as evil spirits and went house to house, is what you're talking about, demanding a treat. If they received none, they would for, perform an unwelcome trick. So this went, this is later on down the years. But what happened? What, Chris, talk about what happened when they would go throughout the countryside, the Druids, looking mm-hmm. for these specimens so everybody can get it. You talked about the cauldron. Let's let's go there. Well, yeah, so the cauldron, these people are already taken from the neighborhood and uh, uh, boiling water, apples in it, and basically to escape being sacrificed at night, you would have to bob your head into this cauldron, which would, if you come out alive... To be set free. Yeah, to be set free. Right. To be set free. Right. But so if, if you, you come if out you, alive, it's, if you survive it, you you'll be set free. Otherwise, because but if you they survive, you'll you be free, terribly but, scarred. Exactly. You'll be dis- yeah, dismembered. You'll be your body therapy is dismembered, disfigured, and yeah. even that hot boiling water would be in your ears, your nostrils, yeah. your mouth, your face would be yeah. basically be burnt off. So yeah. so you had an option, and the Druid said, hey. If you can go in there and get an apple on the on the first try or whatever it is, and you get it in your mouth, they would set you free. Period. Yeah. And don't need to go home. Right. And if not, so if you, if you didn't yeah. if you didn't take the the opportunity to to do this to bob for the apple, you would be beheaded anyway. You would be sacrificed. Or go or put into the wicker man. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's where we get the term. Bobbing for apples, but bobbing for apples also has a, another meaning. It, it, it's it, later on. It, it, there's a there's a, a ritual out there called souling, and it's basically divination. So, it's basically now you're doing the same thing except it's it's it, it's you're trying to contact a spirit or to be, you have your fortune told. So if you bob for an apple and you grab the apple, then you you would supposedly or the person in charge would supposedly see uh, a vision or apparition or, or some some message from from the dead. But you know, as, as God has already told us in His Word, that we should not partake in anything like that because right. it's of the devil. So that's where and also, apples came from. Right. I hope I'm pronouncing it. Fermonia. The fertility goddess. This is what this um, 
or Pomona, sorry, was the fertility goddess. And the Celts believed that the pentagram was a fertility symbol, um, beginning with the origins, its origins, where it came from was when they were bobbing for apple. If you cut an apple in half, when it slices it in half, not um, from top to bottom, but from side to side, it forms a pentagram-like shape. And through that, um, the manifestation was such, the symbol was meant that the apple would be used to determine marriages during this time of year. Um, from the belief it comes, the game, of course, we talked about mobbing for apple. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Um, go ahead. So, uh, and another thing that they did too, during this time, the annual um, celebration, young unmarried people tried to bite into an apple floating in water or hanging from a string. The first person to bite into the apple would be the next one to be allowed to marry. Okay. Right. Stop, stop there. I remember as a little kid when I first came here, um, that's one of the games that I played. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, I didn't know what it meant. So, you know, people are doing things and and we don't understand the meaning or what what is the significance behind it. And we do these things not knowing, and then we find ourselves far away from the Lord. You know, and yeah. we, will, we will talk about that a little bit more, but uh, let's move on, my brother, because there's a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we're trying to make this um, very easy for you to follow because there's so much that's, that goes into this. So uh, we're going we're gonna to try to go down some bullet points, too. And... Um, you know, you know, going back to the cauldron, uh, you know, the, 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 those things were, it's worse than I'm actually saying too, because here it's this is from um, uh, Rose Rosemary Guy, Rosemary Ellen Harper's Encyclopedia of Mystical and Paranormal Experiences. Um, it says that the Druids sacrificed victims by shooting them with arrows, impaling them on stakes, stabbing them slitting their throats over cauldrons and drinking their blood. Okay. So, so I mean, as you can see, there's nothing godly about this, this whole uh, origin. And in fact, the, the Celts, what they would do is um, these are the people that would hang their, the heads of their victims on their doors, on, on, their, on their houses and things. To, to basically, you know, make fun of them or feel like they're the, the, the tough guy or something like that, you know. So we're, we're dealing with, with something that's very uh, barbaristic and and horrid. And, 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 if, and as, as you can see, the whole tradition of Halloween is nothing but darkness and and, and frightful things. Right. So, and and, and, and um, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to uh, yeah. take in, but uh, we yeah. got to go there. Yeah. So people will so, understand. We have to go there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So here is, um, you, you, you think about the pumpkin. What does a pumpkin mean? What is this, this thing that, you know, you, you, you carve out a face and, and you light it up and you put it on your doorstep or in your, in your window? 
or kids put it on their head, whatever, you know? What is this thing? What does it mean? Well, uh, they used to carve out the pumpkin and stuff it with animal fat or uh, entrails and uh, that they they that that's what they would light when and bring with them the turnip and the pumpkin. They would light it and put ancient sim. It was it was basically like an ancient symbol of a damned soul, a damned soul. Right. Okay. Exactly. And they they would either put the pumpkin or the skull to uh, in the window or outside the house, um, and it would signify that the occupants were sympathetic to Satan. It's believed that they uh, thought that they would receive mercy from the spirits and the, the, the participation. I mean, the participants of the of the occasion. Now, back then, this wasn't called Halloween, though. You know, this this, this Halloween, the name came later. Uh, so ha- All Hallows Eve, you know, and and you know, a couple different names, and we'll cover that in a minute. But the, the, the this 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 pumpkin, or the the pumpkin is more famous than the turnip. But the pumpkin is 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 a demonic symbol. It, it's it's it says it's a spirit of a damned soul, you know. Right. Well, not, let, me, not, let me let me just let me let me go in uh, read a little bit uh, here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, some of the things. Um, the Celts believe that the jack o' lantern, like you said, represented a damned soul, condemned mm-hmm. to walk the earth, or the soul of men who had been lost at sea. Jack O'Lantern is a folk figure who was the spirit of a blacksmith named Jack who was too evil to get into heaven, but who was not allowed into hell because he had outwitted the devil. Doomed to wander the earth forever, he scooped up a glowing ember with the vegetable he um, happened to have been eating at the time and use it as a lantern to light the way. Okay? Instead of pumpkins in Scotland, they would put a light in a turnip. Okay? Then the Druids would carve faces in the vegetable and call them jack-o'-lanterns. They were to be the faces of demons and evil spirits. If you carved a jack-o'-lantern out in front of your home, with a candle in it, it is a symbol of death and the spirit world. Nice. And people do this all the time. They put it in front of their homes. They they do all sorts of, of things. All sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's it, it gets darker. You thought you heard the darkest stuff. <laughs> it, it gets darker. So uh, you have also the symbol of the black cat. And what is the black cat? Right. You know, black cats were believed to be the reincarnated spirits of the evil dead. So, again, another evil spirit supposedly is in uh, this animal. And, and, and if you pay close attention, if you know anything about witchcraft, it's going to go right into that because a lot of these yeah. traditions are right there into witchcraft. And... Uh, just you know, if we if we call this show tonight witchcraft and sorcery, we could be talking about the same thing. <laughs> you talk about the exact same thing. So um, there's a lot of dark symbolisms, um, and and also just to go back to what we were talking about before, 
with the you know coming and getting the uh the um the people from the houses or you know it's it's a it's a convolution of, of different things because you had people um they would come and whether what, what, what they would call it is uh guising so what they would come to your house to with with uh, with bread or something like that or to get bread something like that right and um that would be their treat you know and if you didn't do it give them the, the, the food or the, or the, or the bread then they would do something bad but but back in the in the older days it would be the treat is the person that you're giving them the person that you're sacrificing to these druids and then the trick if you didn't want to give anybody up they would put a hexagram right on, on your, your door. house and put a curse right. on you so that an evil spirit uh-huh. can come and torment you and the, the, right. the, if you are, if you know about the hexagram, you know, take a look at the star, the so-called Star of David. It's the same shape. Right. It's the well, exact um, same shape. Uh, it's 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 so much um so much Chris. It's, it's just yeah. a lot. And, and I, <laughs> while we were talking, I even I realized that I missed a part that we were talking about. Um, before uh, where when um when you're bobbing for the apples, one of the things that yeah. you do you you take the apple you you're supposed to cut the apple um, i think in in nine pieces and you're supposed to have only a candlelight in the room doing all sorts of crazy stuff all sorts right. of crazy stuff and, and yeah. throwing a piece of the apple over your shoulder and looking what comes out of there this demonic. Yeah. Demonic. A lot of rituals. You, you, and, you, uh, yes. Yeah. You talked about <laughs> the, the black cats. Um, black cats go way back, and it, it's not just here. But it's an evil Egypt. symbol that originates in ancient Babylon and in Hebrew mythology, which often portrayed them coiled up like another symbol of evil. Coiled up like another symbol of evil, the serpent. It is any wonder when the black cat should be associated with witchcraft as well. So the the black cat, um, people thought that witches could change into the black cat. That's one. The others thought that the Druids believed that the black cats were human beings who had been changed into animals by evil powers. They were often sacrificed in fire. Black cats mm-hmm. were symbolic of evil, of um, spirit of evil. So you have this um, going on to this day. In Greek mythology also offers ancient evidence of the black cat association with evil. Greek mythology, the woman named um, Gehennes was changed into a cat and became the priestess of the temple uh, of Helate, the dark mother it was also known as the mother of witchcraft. Now, we stop there, Chris, and I have to go back and uh, and talk to you about the Druid. Of course, the Druid were into nature worship and ancient knowledge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go there. Because <laughs> I think I think when when we hit that topic right there, we're going to go back and forth. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I wanted to give the the, the uh, meaning of, of Wicca. 
Right, right, right. I know, I know, I know. All right, go ahead. You, you go ahead. I don't want to take your thunder. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's the thing of if if we don't cover a couple different bases before we get there, we're gonna we're gonna jump over some important topics, right? And I already did. I already did. Yeah. So let's let's go back to um, you know the the sacrifices. You, You see. A lot of these people, they think they're getting some type of um, spiritual power. power or knowledge from the sacrifices. See, that's why they, they sacrifice a virgin or a young child. And they sacrifice them on that night. Because remember, this is the pagan, quote-unquote, holy night, the, the, the satanic night, the biggest one of all. Right, and they think that Satan is a bearer of light, so they think they're getting a special knowledge is given to them on this night, on this night for the sacrifices. So, um, you know, it, 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 back in the day, God would, you know, ask, uh, tell Abraham and, and his uh, prophets to do the animal sacrifices, but the devil always wants a human sacrifice. And God only gave one and he wants human to imitate sacrifice. Right, he, he wants, wants to, to imitate. imitate. But, but God only us. gave one human sacrifice, and that was Jesus Christ. You won't find any other human sacrifice in the Bible that was a uh, human that was sacrificed to God because God came down and was 100% man, 100% human, and died on the cross for our sins. But the devil wants the blood of your kids. He wants the blood of the virgin. He wants to spill the blood of man, corrupt what what God has made holy. Okay? So if you understand a, a lot of that right there, you understand why uh, so many kids disappear on Halloween night. So many kids disappear throughout the year. And like Rory said earlier, the uh, uh, law enforcement agencies know about satanic ritual abuse, satanic murders. We mentioned this on last week's show with the zombies. And it's something that you have to keep at the top of your list of things to to know why so many uh, children, I mean millions, I mean a lot of kids are also being sold in sex slaves, uh, sex slaves and this, that, and the other. But this is one of the things that go that, that happen. So, you know, this is why children shouldn't participate in things at night. Right. Right. So, so they, they, like, like I said, for animal sacrifices for them, for the witches, it supposedly releases energy that witches can get through drinking the blood. All of these practices and rituals. It says here uh, from a professor. Um, uh, Ex witch says that every Halloween night, um, at, or, or from the end of September to to what we call Halloween, they do a lot of sex rituals and animal sacrifices and um, uh, possessions. They get possessed, but they think they're getting blessed. And it's like I said, it's the same on Halloween night. So they dress up in dark robes and hoods. Uh, they 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 go to the stone altar, and. Uh, you know they do the human or the animal sacrifices with with a with a ritual knife. I think it's called a um Yeah, it's a ritual knife knife that they use. 
So they sacrifice, uh, they have a, a thing called the sacrifice of the white virgin. And it's, it's where a girl dressed in white will get, be raped um, right after they kill a baby or, or they'll get killed themselves. So this is just take all of this stuff that you've heard so far. All of it is dark. All of it is evil. All of it is barbaric. And things that you wouldn't see in a normal society, uh, modern society that we live in now, but yet we take on the rituals, so to speak, the whatever it's, if it's in a metaphor or, or whatever. But here they, we we talking about the trick or treat. We talk about the human sacrifices, the black cats, the, and some of the other things. So what people used to do. This is why this is why you you, you dress up on Halloween. You dress up on Halloween because what they believed back then was when you dress up as a spirit, you will basically blend in with the evil spirits that are coming to torment your neighborhood so that you won't be attacked by the evil spirit. So you dress up as as, as whatever it is that you're dressing up as. Okay? That's why you dress up at, 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 uh, on, on, on Halloween. So here, uh, we dress up as ghouls, which a ghoul is a demon, witches, which we already know what that is, and all sorts of freakish things. And some of us, uh, you know, not us, but some of you dress up in, you know, cuter costumes and whatever else, right? Fairies, but a fairy is a demon, right? And and some churches have, have taken this on and dressed it up there, uh, you know, having the young people dress up as biblical characters, but I believe that we shouldn't have any partaken in this this whole uh, satanic tradition. You know, you have out there, you have uh, trunk or treat, where uh, I think it's celebrated after the day of Halloween, and they would open uh, the truck or the car trunk or whatever uh, to give out candies, but they still have the jack-o'-lanterns there. They're still uh, giving out what was given out the night before. So you, you're still partaking in a celebration that is a custom of, of, a, of a pagan belief system. And, you know, we have people that sit and watch the, the, the horror movie marathons. Yep. The horror movie marathons, and they sit there and get scared, uh, traumatized, movie All after the time. movie after movie. So there you have a little... And, and one more thing, Chris. Mm, yeah, Let's talk ahead. a little bit about the bloodletting in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go there now? Because <laughs> that, 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 that gets into a lot of other things. You know? let, let, let's, let, let's guide them to that. Since we have, we have an hour and 12 minutes left. Let, let's, let, let's, let's talk about a couple things first, and then we're going to get into, into some of that. Because when we get into that, you know, we're going to step on toes and we're going to expose this thing, you know? And, and, you know, if you're still in disbelief that this holiday is evil, uh, take it up with God if if you're saved. If you're not saved, you need to get saved anyway. Then take it up with God. So um, there's, there's a lot going on within this world. Halloween brings in, well, okay, let me put it another way. Two billion, with a B, billion dollars each year is spent on this holiday. It's the second highest ho- holiday grossing in, uh, for, for, for businesses 
in the year. And then that's just from costumes. With the candies and everything else, it's $6 billion a year so far we spend on this holiday in this country. And, in fact, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the holiday didn't really become super popular until Walt Disney and um, another uh, source made it exceptional through their cartoons and their books. But it came here because of the immigration of uh, Celts and, 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 and other people from that area of the world. So it, 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 it came and, 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 and it was practiced a little bit. In fact, trick-or-treat wasn't even used until the 1950s, the, the word, the, the phrase trick-or-treat. It was, it was something else. But let's go back to um, – uh, sorry, i look at my notes here. Uh, November 1st, Gregory the I um, called it All Saints Day or All – Hallows Day, or the Eve of the Hallows, or Hallows Evening. Uh, so those are four terms right there, which the Halloween was short. They, they shortened all of those to make the word Halloween. And um, the, the the ween part, or the part of the ween part, is it means evening, so it was a hollow evening, as you can see from the other descriptions. So, Roy? Were you there? Okay, I guess. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, okay, I'm sorry all right. <laughs> all right, so we, 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 we've covered a lot so far. So there's, no, there's we more. But there's more. Like, uh, yeah, there's more. Few holidays have a stranger and more paradoxical history than Halloween. Technically, it's the vigil of All Saints Day observed by Roman Catholics. You see, there's an amalgamation of things going on there. Halloween well, has... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, one of the things that the, the Roman Catholic thing did, um, um, Catholicism or Catholic means universal. Mm. And one of the things that they also did was they saw that the pagans were not necessarily from the church. And I think it was very smart. So they said, hey, we'll call November 1st All Saints Day. And then you have All Saints Eve on, I think, is the first. The second is All Souls Day. So they're right. trying to they're trying to put everything together or try to marry everything together. But you know what? We read before, back to Deuteronomy, it says, listen, you have nothing to do with those people. Don't um, come up alongside them. Don't do anything that they do. They do. You're supposed to separate yourself. That's a, that's an important thing. So yeah. continue, my dear brother. And here goes uh, another quote from um, uh, Scal David J. It's in a book called uh, Death Makes a Holiday, The Culture, History of Halloween, page 18. It says, the grand marshal of Halloween parade, of the Halloween parade is and always has been death. See death. Okay, so we we live in a culture that absorbs death like like it's candy. You know, 
we 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 love to see violence. We love to take in violence. We like to we like to get scared. We like to uh, watch ghost hunters and, and shows like that. That and and it's documented that people have uh, had demonic visitations because of of shows like that. Yeah, it sounds strange, but it's documented. It's on record. So you know, we 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 love to see. The zombies and and in fact, uh, when are we talking about this today, Rory, about uh, ZombieCon, ZombieCon that yeah, happened Zombie in Fort Con Myers. Was, it was in, in Florida. Right? Yeah, Where one person were... died and, and a couple other uh, injured. See, what, where you go to celebrate death, you don't expect death to follow you. <laughs> you know exactly. You, you um, can't be surprised. You yeah, cannot be zombie? surprised. Really? <laughs> yeah. So. And, and, oh, and and then we talk about Day of the Dead. It's on the same day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it's, it's celebrating. That's in Mexico, and, right? And, That's in yeah. Mexico, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Mexican Day of the Dead, and 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 calling on the spirits of the ancestors, or praying for the ancestors, and all this other stuff. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. So our culture. And it's very strange because when I was a child, uh, I probably partook in in Halloween maybe, I would say, three, maybe four times, if that, something around there. And I don't know. It just never really stuck to me. And plus there was a lot of fear back then, too, because you're talking about, um, you know, people putting razor blades in the candy and 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 poison in the in the, in the candy and but it it it's it, it's a fact that if you, yep. if you read the, the the correct books you will see that and you know if any kids are listening I'm sorry um, I have to state it the way I have to state it but they put female and male excrements into candy or a potion or poison. Okay, so why? Because they wanted to defile the child. They want to defile that soul. So this is all about ritual. It's all about um, defiling the children, sacrificing, whether it's a virgin or they, the child doesn't have to die. It doesn't have to die. It just needs to be defiled. And that's the way these people work. So back when I was a child, we would be very careful about which house we went to and this other thing, but in the part where we didn't know better, and obviously our parents didn't either. So, um, but this hollow, this this day has been propagated so much into our culture. Um, one, of course, like I said before, it makes a ton of money, a ton of money, and this uh, everything you see around. Uh, that's popular nowadays that, you know, we talk about, all of it leads back to money anyway. And the Bible says the love of money is the root to, the root to all kinds of evil, the mm-hmm. love of money, okay? So this culture of death, this this culture of, uh, you know, you talk about the, um, the, uh, the tradition of uh, the Gothic uh, thing where these kids dress in black, and you know there's usually kids that are missing something uh, that they should have gotten from their parents, you know, and they feel like well, they're outcasts and this, that, and the other, you know. And well, well that's um, a, Chris, we, we, mm. well, when you look at it and you you mm. look at the um, 
you look at um, <clears throat> how these druids would dress themselves, um, dressing like somebody was dead or somebody was evil or an evil spirit, then right. you'd have that you'd have to have that morbid, that dark look, and this is where it comes from. It comes from right. from from there. So today, if you look at most of your movie stars, normally um, they would want to be light, so to speak. But anyway, now you see the eyes have become darkened, and a lot of them look like they're dead. <laughs> you know, and you say, well, no, that's a stretch. Go and look for yourself and see. And you'll see that the eyes have darkened uh, some type of uh, a gothic look. Is, is now becoming yeah. um, normal or the norm. And yeah. this is why we have um, kids that are doing this. And yeah. um, they're just amazed, you know. Um, yeah. We're just amazed at, at these things. Yeah. You know, it's a very interesting fact, too. And I say fact because I know it's a fact. Um, that uh, this uh, satanic uh, initiation night of rituals it also helped propagate the homosexual movement. And you might say, why do you say that? Well, a lot of the, 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 the parades and the dressing up and the costumes and everything that comes well, from Halloween. We're, we're going to get there. Uh, we're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. We, but you, All right. Since you're there, um, and we talked about um, Catholicism and how they sort of arranged everything, um, masquerade balls. That's what you're going to. Masquerade balls. The modern mm-hmm. costume party. Um, it started in the 15th century Europe and in the 16th century um, Italian Renaissance. Masquerade balls become reveling public affairs with dancing and socializing and most often to celebrate an overly indulgent celebration of um, the Vitian I can't even it was <laughs> masquerade balls. <laughs> um, and they remained popular in the Europe, European countries throughout the 17th and 18th century. So this is where you have it. Now, it started, we're, we're talking about that. And can we, can we think of something today that we have something similar to a masquerade ball? Every year in, um, in Louisiana, every year it happens there. And people go there, and they dress up in their costume, and they have their masks, and they have their beads. And they go mm-hmm. around, and they, they, they do their revelry, and they carry on. Yeah. Um, um, and they do these things. And people don't, don't even consider that these things are from old, way old, the origin yeah. of the costume party. That's, that's what we're talking about. The Celts this yeah. is, were the first ones to describe, yeah. um, disguise themselves with animal skin. They started off. Mm-hmm. They started off, and we have continued doing it today. People put on beads. People put on different masks to to um, make it seem like there's someone else. And, yeah. Um, but not, but it's, you know it's, what? It's just go ahead. You know, while you're in into that zone, even though I was going somewhere else, the other comment. But um, it, it, since you're right there, also miming. Miming was yeah. a part of that tradition too, because what they would do is they would come and do the miming, and that was to usher in the spirit of Satan or another evil spirit. They would do the, the, the thing, and um, the white face is the spirit of death. Got this mm. in our churches. We do this in our churches. We bring it in, and we call it praise that, or, you know, 
that form of praise, praise dancing. But that's what it back there with all that ball, the ballroom masquerade dancing. The miming was there too. That's documented. You can find that easy. It's, it's nothing that's hidden. Um, so, but the other point of is that um, with the homosexual movement but, 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 is I, I wasn't even finished yet. I wasn't even finished. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But if I don't hit this now, it's going to seem odd later. So uh, the point point I was was making was that in um, when they did the the unveiling of the satanic statue the other day, remember? Mm -hmm. All right. Inside the ceremony, they had a video. And before I saw any evidence of what I'm about to say, I said, I bet you there's going to be something homosexual in here. And lo and behold, once they unveiled the statues, two men started kissing. Yeah. Right there. So no. I don't need to find evidence. The evidence was already there. And but, you know, if you look deep brother, enough, you'll, you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah, My dear brother, you know, um, when you go back, it's basically the same thing. It's remo- if you go to um, Psalms two, it's taking off, taking off the Lord's bands, taking the bands of Psalms, taking them off. We want to do basically what they're saying is we want to do what we want to do regardless of what the the, the protocols or the, the the things that the Lord has set in place. We're going to do whatever, all right? And that's yes. wrong. That's wrong. But anyway, in the 18th century, back to what you're saying, masquerade balls were linked to uh, the erotic atmospheres, or the mm-hmm. atmosphere. It was linked to an erotic atmosphere. Issues of gender, gender, sexuality, and role reversal were tangled up within the confines of the ballroom, okay, and the, and the modern um, adult costume party. You know, touching and fondling strangers propel into highly sexual energy among the guests. So, um, this, 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 these things were going on a long, long time ago. Um, I saw an article, I was reading an article um, a couple months back where it talked about, was it, it talked about uh, the Illuminati, they had a party or something like that, and everyone dressed up as masks. Everyone dressed about, um, dressed up as masks. Because when you put on the mask, no one really knows who you were, and they were able to do whatever they want. So they were sneaking around and doing other things. Um, right. This is where this came from. All right, so, so we're going to continue. Wait, wait, I mentioned the, the movie Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. Those are the, those are right. the type of rituals and, and parties that they had in that movie, and the whole movie was uh, basically about the occult and the things that they do and how this uh, uh, man and his wife, uh, went into this. Uh, I, I can't remember the whole movie, but anyway, they end up into this whole circle of, of, of perversion. So exactly what you just described is what's in that movie. And the person who made the movie is actually a Satanist. So you know, and I can't wait to get in the movies. But but let's go to the next topic. <laughs> okay. So. And yes, we were just going. We were sorry, folks. We just went off, uh, but uh, these things are so so important that we talk about. What's next, Chris? You go ahead. All right. So let's get into uh, our. We kind of dial it back a little bit because we mentioned um, that we're going to 
you know, tell you a few things about witchcraft because all of this is what it comes back to. And I'm of the belief that, you know, they say there's many religions in the world, but if you really look at it very closely, there's only two. There's Bible Christianity and witchcraft because all other things outside of God tell you you have to do this to get to heaven or do this to get the power or do this or do that. You know, all of that is, is, is what these other belief systems tell you to do. Uh, if you got to chant 80 times a day or pray six times a day, you will um, outdo the evil um, with the good, which is nothing but a works-based salvation, which isn't a salvation at all. So uh, I, I could break down um, a couple things about well, witchcraft. So where, do you, where, do you, where are you going? Uh, first, I'm going to go to Stonehenge, and then I'm going to, come back to some of the other things. And uh, you well, talked well, about Stonehenge. Before you even go, well, I, we're going to talk about Stonehenge, but before you get into it, let's look at Stonehenge from just the outside looking in. Um, let's look at the stones. Wow, there are some huge stones, aren't they? Where did they come very, from? Very, very huge stone. They were made out of blue, uh, a blue granite that is only found in Scotland. And it's a place, there's other places like it, but this is the one that's most commonly known. And it's a megalithic complex. But the stones that you find in these areas, um, at the time that they were put there, we didn't have any equipment that would move these things. So it it gives... uh, uh, Or even today. We can't do that today. Oh, yeah, or even today. We don't. We can't do it. We don't have. Can't do it. We can't. Gives the, it gives the, the supposition that these things were not just placed there by humans, but another being, or maybe maybe giants or fallen angels. We we don't know exactly, but it goes back into the whole uh, a whole other issue that we talked about a few other shows ago. But just we just bear that in mind because these things are. Remember, they're formed in the in a, in the area of a circle, and the circle in witchcraft is is something that when you form the circle, it's supposed to, quote unquote, keep the evil from taking over the area or attacking you. Okay, so you don't break the circle. You look at Stonehenge; it's a big um, circle, and uh, um, you see circles all the time in witchcraft. But anyway, you know. But do do they still have, use it today? Is it still used yeah. today? Yeah, well, the, with the resurgence of um, pagan activity that's been coming around since ugh, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now it's even more, uh, they call it neo-paganism. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, um, yes, these things are coming back into effect, and there's even Thor worship now that, that has been reinstituted in certain places. Okay? Okay. But this, and one, yeah, of, one of the things I also found out, too, is that um, is that – Stonehenge. What's under Stonehenge? I found out that well, I, I asked for that. Okay. Under Stonehenge, we have a lot of human remains. Oh, and 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 a lot is is understatement. <laughs> you know, a lot is understatement because it's so many. It's bigger 
than the actual place. That's how many people are buried underneath that thing. Wow. Now, Stonehenge is huge, but the burial site underneath it holds more more bones than the actual place. And, they, and they're bigger places just like Stonehenge. And they're, they're, they're exactly. all around the place. So um, best believe that human sacrifice was very, very popular. Very, very popular. Um, because, you know, dark times for certain civilizations and, and, and this was this was after you know Christ came so you know you wonder why God said you know Jesus said spread the gospel to all creature to all creature you know God sees more than we can see in a lifetime or two or three or four or five or six or seven lifetimes or more he sees more than we can see so you know he says I'm the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end and he sees so, all. That's true. You know? But if we want to look now into some of the uh, things that are, some of the characters that are, that are you know, brought up in, in um, Halloween, let's look at some of these, because some of these go right back to, to witchcraft. And one of them would be the vampire. The vampire. We have vampire vampire, vampire, all over the place on our TV sets, in our books, in uh, young people, literature, uh, comic books, and all these things. You know, the vampire, again, has to do with the idea that blood is life. Even in the Bible, it tells you, don't drink the blood because that's the source of life. It says that in the Bible, right? But the vampire drinks the blood, and it usually involves women sucking the blood of children, you know, or, you know, and it's a Hungarian word for the spirit who feasts on the living, the vampire. So, and and the source of legend comes from accidental burials, mysterious deaths, bubonic plague, lack of scientific knowledge. And they say they blame the last person who died in the village for the problems, all sorts of things. Um, they have other things where you have to burn the vampire to kill it, or burn the body, body destroys the germs or whatever, stake through the heart. You know, you know how it goes. Some of us have watched many vampire tales, and now there's that into some type of scientific virus, just like they did with the the zombie lore, right? And also what also comes out of witchcraft craft is, um, you know what, let me go back to, to vampirism again. Sorry. Um, there are people in this world that are sick. We know that because we see it every day on the news. But we, here we have historical evidence of people that did things that were vampire-ish. And we have a guy named Fritz Harman in Germany, 1924, killed 27 boys with bites on the neck and turned them into sausages, okay? That's gross. And another guy named George High, uh, 1949 in England, he drank blood of 98 of his victims. Another, uh, we, oh, we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer, and we know that he was a modern-day cannibal. Um, and, uh, you know, for got saved before he died. Um, so, we also have 
where we get most most of our vampire um, stories nowadays come from uh, Vlad or you know um, the Vlad the Impaler, which um, which you know is um, the son of the dragon or Dracula. Okay, and that's the basis of the 1987 story by Bram Stoker. He made the, the Dracula a novel. So that all, all that stuff right there comes from witchcraft. Drinking of the blood, because they do this. They drink the blood of people. And, and it doesn't mean they have fangs or whatever else. Um, but vampirism is something that's real, um, but not in the way that you think it is. Um, they just mix in the stories. They mix a lot of different folklore together to make the the, the Dracula or the vampire that you know of today. It turns into the bat and all these other things. All that stuff turns into animals, and all that is witchcraft. Okay, um, and also the werewolf is is another thing that comes out of of witchcraft. And you know, I could go on and on about you know, <laughs> it's different things. But these are these are the type of characters we know from the old horror movies. Like Frankenstein, you know, Mary Shelley is the one that wrote the um, Frankenstein novel in 1818. She was 19 years old. And Frankenstein is the name of the doctor, not the monster. Now, as you see, the, 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 the doctor took pieces of dead people and brought it back to life. And we explained um, last week that um, this goes back to what is called uh, the golem. And the golem is basically... The same idea, you take an inanimate object or flesh and you, 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 you control it by science or, or some type of mystical um, means and you make it sort of like a living being, you know what I mean? But it's not really living, you know, it's either taken over by spirit or something. You know, it's just crazy stuff. And this stuff comes also from Jewish um, tales and MS myths, okay? So... If you ever wondered where some of these things come from, it's not just that if somebody had a good idea, they, they, they sourced a lot of this material, as we talked about before. You know, the Incredible Hulk uh, is, is, is taken from, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. So Jekyll and Hyde was written in 1886, um, sort of the, the, the formula that brings out evil in a good doctor. You know, so, it's, again, how we started off the show is that we live in a world of duality, you know, there's light and there's dark, good and evil, and all these other things, you know. So just be careful of what you're taking part in because you might not see the consequences right in hand, but there are consequences to this, spiritual consequences, especially if you're not saved, if you're not saved because um, you're already serving the devil, and that's just a biblical truth. Anything you want to add to that? Oh yes. Hello. <clears throat> um, I just want to say that it's it's a lot. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different places we could go to show you how these things correlate, how they come together. Um, and I'll just um, tell you a scripture that comes to mind. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 10.21. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be to partake of, of the Lord's table and the table of devils. In other words, 
all the things that Chris said, we have to separate ourselves and we can't be apart. This dual type thing, no, it doesn't it doesn't work. The Bible says in um Revelation three it says the Lord says, You're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm, so I'll have to spew you out of my mouth. And <clears throat> this is just one of the things I want to say to people. Uh, Chris, you touched on a lot of things. You talked about neo-paganism. You talked about a lot of these things. And these things have actually come into the mainstream America today where um, there are so many books that have gone forth. Um, the Druid thing has come forth in the book of Harry Potter series, and it, it's become a bestseller in England, and um, even outselling the Bible in England. Um, television shows such as Vampire Diaries, um, Supernatural, Dracula, Grimm, The Walking Dead, First Blood, The Secret Circle, Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel. Mm-hmm. These are a lot of these things. Movies, um, Bewitched, um, Practical Magic, I Married a Witch, um, Season of the Witch, The Craft, Magazines, it goes on and on and on. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. the universities today, you can even take courses on witchcraft and magic, mm-hmm. usually so-called white, a variety of Wicca and um, grade school teaches spell occult practices. Um, your children can pray cannot pray in Christian school today. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. So yeah. these are the things that have happened in our world and how it has changed dramatically. And you say, well, what does that have to do with Halloween? Well, look, <laughs> what the, the point we're trying to make here is that things that were in the dark ones or, or, or were looked at as being evil ones have now come into the mainstream. And as a matter of fact, it has its own holiday where people are partaking of it. Um, you can drive by many churches, and many churches, instead of preaching the gospels, they have pumpkin patches, or pumpkin patches where they're selling pumpkins for people mm-hmm. to go home and carve and make jack-o'-lanterns on. on where yeah. Tonight we learned that a jack-o'-lantern was an, uh, an evil spirit that was left to roam the earth or a dead somebody who died at sea. The, so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how these things, um, have um, taken in or, or taken in and have crept in, crept into our homes, crept into our churches, and people are doing them and not knowing what's going on. Right. And the, the, the interesting thing is there have two parts. One is um, it's documented that the public school system is the biggest promoter of Halloween, and they put major focus on it than any other major holiday. Yes, that includes Christmas. They don't. They don't. They Halloween is the biggest focus for them um, in the year, and that's not uh, that. That shouldn't surprise too many people because here it is now. You remember um, oh the KKK right, and how they were infamous and all these other things, but they kind of got quiet. That's because they integrated themselves within the business world, within society to make a silent movement instead of this, this outright um, um, murdering of, of, of people that they thought were inferior races. So dial it back a little bit now. The, the witches have done the same exact thing. They have influence 
in your public schools. They have influence in law and all these other places because it's not just what you call quote-unquote witchcraft. It's also the people that practice other things, other uh, cultish, um, you know, santeria and all these other things. They're in our, our judicial system, our law, law system, and everything. So when you see all these things happen, it's not by chance at all, okay? But, but let's talk about Let's talk about witchcraft. Witchcraft or Wicca, now Wicca and witchcraft are actually the same thing, but actually, but there's still um, a division there. More young people are joining witch, or Wicca um, than, than the actual um, witchcraft. So it's the fastest growing religion in America. And, and, and it was that before even Harry Potter came out. Once Harry Potter hit the scene, it grew even faster. So just think that if this is the fastest-growing religion in America, how many practicing Wiccans or witches are around you at every, any, given, any given time? And they don't have to be dressed in black. They don't have to be dressed in black. But if you look at some of the um, the symbols of what, Witchcraft is is, is 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 shown like the broom, for instance. The broom is well, a phallic symbol, right? The broom is a male symbolizes a male sexual organ, and they they ride not ride, but they in the circle they ride they'll walk around on this broom to feel some type of sexual energy or orgasm. Or again, to 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 get some type of um, blessing, okay. So it all goes back to Baal worship again, you know. It's right. This, this I, sensual... And the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. The other thing too is when you look up uh, the meaning of a of a witch or Wicca, um, it's a pagan nature religion having its roots in pre-Christian Western Europe, um, undergoing a 20th century revival. You're right. talking about, so they yeah. they follow nature worship. Okay, go back exactly. and the Bible talks about um, those that worship the created instead of the Creator, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> then you go back to the Druid. The Druids, what they did, they were a member of a priestly order, order, and they, the Druids, were into nature worship and ancient knowledge. Basically, the same exact thing. So it, exactly. it hasn't changed. The names have changed over time, but they're doing the same exact, exact same thing. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look, if you go and you look, um, it, we talked about it, um, and that is found in Romans one verse twenty-five. We're talking about worshiping the the creation more than the creator. Okay. Um, the witch is one of the more enduring symbols of Halloween. Horror and folklore, ugly and evil, they are shown flying their broomstick or stirring a cauldron, witches were not always thought or ugly, but looked upon to be healers or wise women um, in pagan communities. So now, hold on a minute. Witches. Witches. Let's look at that. And and when I look at that, I, I see how you, you said... Kids, my kids are not exposed to witchcraft. My, it never happens. It never happens. 
I don't I don't take them to shows or I don't take them to movies um, to 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 expose them to that. And one of the things that I would say to people: Have you ever watched Mary Poppins? And people in the other world, that was a witch. <laughs> she was a witch. And it's in our, a lot of cartoons. It's in a lot of books. But it, they don't come out and say that they're a witch. It's it's in a right. lot of this um this uh, I think it's Japanese cartoons. Um, Chris, right? Oh, yeah. It's in a lot of those no, where oh. they have powers. Yeah. Yes, it's all over the place in in the uh, animes and the manga. It's all over the place there. So it's like that 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 in itself, that one little topic right there has to be maybe two or three hills. <laughs> That's how deep it is in there. Uh, but I, I want you to let's let's go back a little bit where we talk about the, the the nature worship because that's a serious it's a serious thing because here it is you have these people that do the nature worship or the Gaia worship and this has to do with movie stars too yeah. and it is um, it goes into the environmental movement and this doesn't say you know oh we shouldn't um, take care of the planet uh, as far as being good stewards to the land that God has given us, not to say that, but the most, the biggest tenant of the whole environmental movement is earth worship. If you don't believe me, you do your research and you'll find out exactly what I'm saying. Um, because we, we, this, this show tonight is not on that. So we didn't, bring all the evidence together for that. But if you do your research, you'll see what I'm saying. And um, you, you look into all the pagan tradition, it's, it's, it's the, the, the trees and the this and the that, and they go into the forest. And remember I, I mentioned earlier about the stag god. It's a forest creature. And if you look at some of the depiction of it, some of, some of the, 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 the stag god uh, depictions have, it's a tree or a tree mixed with uh, deer or something like that, okay? So uh, you listen to profession witches, they'll tell you that this is about earth worship. They worship the earth. This, this is Mother Earth. That, when, when you hear these things, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, those words are very serious words to them. So when you hear people substituting God, the Almighty, for Mother Nature. Oh, Mother Nature caused this storm, or Mother Nature is having a fit. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about. And not not only that, Chris, but we can even look today where people are saying, hey, we have to preserve the earth. We have to do this. And one of the things I would say to people, start thinking. Are you creating that much havoc in your home as an individual, or is it the corporations? Think about it. Corporations do the most damage. And it's not us, but we have people like the Pope and and those people there going around and saying, hey, we need to help to preserve Mother Earth or the Earth. And this is the same thing. It just changes its name, and it it, it changes its form, and they're, hey, it's still the same message, worshiping the earth more than the creator. Right. And, and, and this, this, this day, this day, some say that Halloween brings out the inside of human nature in certain individuals. 
But before I go there, sorry, let me mention Earth Day. Remember that they have an entire day, entire day committed to Earth worship. Uh, and who, is this that? Is a, who is that? The entire world. Exactly. <laughs> the entire world. So on this one day, the entire world goes into Earth worship, Earth Day. And it's, and it's being crept into our public school system. And yep. some parents have no clue because they don't get involved or they don't care about and, these type of subjects. You know? and, and why I'm saying that, Chris, why I'm saying I said to you before, I said who is that or who does that, is not only it's it's being around the whole world, but the U.N. is, is promoting this. Yes. The yes, U.N. is promoting is. this. And this is what most people don't understand. And we, you know, hey, can you imagine? You can go in a public school today and talk about Halloween. You can talk about all of these things in Halloween, and you will never get kicked out. Go try and pray and see what, what will happen. Yeah. That's how, that's yeah, how so, far gone we are. Yeah. And so hey, well, let's talk about the obscene in Halloween. It says Halloween has always been uh, wallowed in obscenity. Its hard history is paved in vandalism, destruction, and wickedness. The sickening depravity of razor blades and apples and poison uh, candies of the 1970s was a clear testimony to the evil of Halloween. Some say, uh, this is a quote from a, a book, it says, Some say that Halloween brings out the evil side of humanity, nature, uh, sorry, side, evil side of human nature in certain individuals. The number of vandalism um, acts committed each year on Halloween certainly seems to support this. This is, by, this is from the Pagan Book of Halloween. And it, it is an opportunity to act out one's desire or fantasies. Now, remember, when you dress up in these costumes, and, and just, just be, be serious about this in your thinking, you dress up as Jason Voorhees, this murderer, this demonic, this demon possessed murderer. In, in a lot of ways, you 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 want to actually be that person. You might not want to kill nobody, but you want to kind of act it. You might go scare your friends. Oh, look at my axe! You know what I mean? Or or, or the other, the 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 um Pirates of the Caribbean dude. I can't remember his name. Jack Sparrow. Uh, Jack Sparrow is a homosexual pirate. <laughs> right? You know? I, I mean, pick the character. You dress up as it to act like it, no matter if it's a fairy or a, a, a witch or whatever, even if it's so, a so-called light character, you know, that is your fantasy that you're living out. And so it says Halloween is unquestionably a night of inversion. This is from um, uh, Pitchel and Party Night. So... Hmm. I mean, and there's many, many more aspects, and we're going to cover some of these in, in, in the next show. I, I just don't want to dwell too much on, on one subject, too. I want to bounce around a little bit so that you can get that there they are definitely consequences to this. Um, here's another quote. Uh, it says, um, today just about every little girl in our society at one time or another has chosen to costume herself as a witch. If you choose a witch's costume this Halloween, and it says 
says, hold your head up and wear your witch's garb proudly in their honor. And this is from Halloween Costume Recipes and Spells. I mean, they're, they're telling you to glorify this. Glorify it. That's what they're telling you, you know? And it says here, uh, the passage into the world of Halloween is truly an uh, initiatory journey. So you're getting initiated, okay? One does not return from it an innocent. But making the journey alone does not mean there was no guilt, uh, guide, um, no initiator. Someone who prompted the quest and who, sometimes hidden in the shadows, um, watches over the coming and goings of um, neophyte um, through the labyrinth that is uh, the other world. And that's from the pagan mysteries of Halloween. Here it is. He said, you're being guided. Let me tell you something else. Sorry. One moment. The jack-o'-lantern and, and the turnip were also, I forgot to mention this, were also counted as spirit guides because they would walk with them through um, the path to the people's houses. So they were also thought that, that there was a, a demonic spirit attached to it that would guide them. So here you're hearing from the same quote here that there's some type of guide throughout this world on that night when you're dressing up as these characters. And, and that's from uh, Professor Whoever, you know? So go ahead, Rory. Okay. All right. <clears throat> like you're talking about, we're talking about um, Halloween and the dangers. Um, and Halloween, as we know it, is a, is a festival that is based off of unfair. And... Fear is not the same as fun. A lot of people look at it and say, this is fun, or they go to Halloween, ha- Halloween Horror Nights. Um, this is, at its essence, what witchcraft is. Right? Mm. The Druids were power-hungry and desired to gain control over others for their own purposes. That's what they did. So they used mm. Fear mm-hmm. and um, or manipulation, and in Second Timothy one to seven or one sorry verse seven says, "Spirit of God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a, a, um, not of fear, but of a sound mind, power and a sound mind." I think the rest of it is, and mm-hmm. here it is: people are subjecting themselves. To this form of fear to where you know there's a lot of bloodletting and there's all these different things why would a mm. Christian want to entangle himself or herself in these things not only that but this time of year is when most kids are exposed to this type of lifestyle because they either go to a party and they're exposed to it um I remember um, a gentleman giving his testimony that when he got into the occult, he he was around people. They were very cool. They invited him, and he could play all the video games he wanted. He could play all the the different things that he wanted. And then before he knew it, they asked him, hey, do you want to do this or you want to go? And he Mm -hmm. he trusted those people more so than he trusted others, and that's how he got into it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying to people that we have to be so mindful of, what we are doing 
um, with our children, what we allow our children to do. And I'm going to read the entire entire um, verse, um, which was 1 verse 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Okay? So that's what he has given us. Why would we want to subject ourselves to fear? Why would we want to subject ourselves to other things that we are going to be fearful of? Um, some of the things that lure or lure kids into the occult, they say black and heavy metal, um, um, metallic music, but not only that. I'm going to go as far as that. black, heavy metallic music, rap. Most forms of music today will lure your kids into the occult. Fantasy role-playing games. There, you have different. You have a whole lot of games now that are out there. Oh, oh horror movies, sadistic and sadistic pornography. That's another. That's a whole other thing. Reading yeah. occult or satanic literature. So these mm-hmm. are some of the, the things that that um, would happen. In the late, um, um, so some people they do they do Halloween parties. They do seances. They use Ouija boards, levitation rituals, and ritual sex. So you might say, yeah. well, this is, you know, we're going on the fringe, but this is a part of what happens. Do you know that the Devil's Night, the night before Halloween, is the worst night of the year for arson fires in Detroit? For many years. For many mm-hmm. years. For, in 1983, there were 450 fires that were set by pranksters. To add to the trauma, more personal property was defaced and public buildings damaged at this time than any other time in the year. This happened in Detroit. So, yes, they call it the devil's knife, and that's what they would do. And I'm just showing you some of the things. None of And um, what, would, what would take place? Um, what about trick-or-treat? In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hospital X-rayed candy received while, be, um, while begging to be sure no foreign objects like pins or razor blades were in the goodies. So these things... Are, are things that were due for free. But there are a lot of things that were associated or are associated with these things. But like we said before, now these things have become so mainstream that people cannot even decipher what's good and what's evil because the name which has been taken off. And now you have a person or a superhero that has powers. And you say, well, that's a superhero. No, you you have it in um, the um, I think it's is it the Avengers? Yeah, the, the Avengers, the cartoon that the girl that's on there, she's always doing incantations, and she's yeah, a witch. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Right, and yeah, yeah, came yeah. and and people are sitting there going, "Wow, people don't see this," but these things are spoken over you, and you allow them when you go to the movies, and you see. In order for them to do these things, what has to happen, they have to get with a witch and say, what are some of the things that you would do? And they would tell them and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. That's what you're going to say. Go, do it. And that's how you have the actors that are doing these things. Everybody forgets a lot of these things, Chris, and I know I'm, I'm like, going off here. Remember the guy who played Joker? What, right. what was he exposed to? <laughs> the, the demonic. Oh, but wait, but wait, but wait. You're gonna give away juicy parts of next week's show. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. But here's an interesting thing in in what you said. 
um, about the Avengers, okay, and Scarlet Witch. Now, um, Scarlet Witch has been a part of Marvel's um, the hero canon for a long time, and her background is much darker than you think, but they, they, they altered it for the movie. But the funny, the, 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 the interesting thing is because you mentioned before Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Well, the director of Avengers is the same person that directed that show and wrote it. So I'm just giving you that little nugget right there. So eventually there was going to be some type of mystical, magical, demonic stuff going on anyway because that's the type of stuff he likes to write. Uh, that's not, and that's he, not all. And it just that's, started. That's not all. It's not all he does, but it's just just a correlation there, you know. So um, just this is a little movie info for you, if you didn't know, um, out there as the listeners. Um, Scarlet Witch is not just somebody that was experimented on, um, like they showed in the movies, and now she has these um, force field mystical powers. In the original canon, she 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 was she was she came about by some very demonic means, but we're not going to go into that tonight. You know, we leave that for another time. But right, these but characters, there are kids out there dressing up as Scarlet Witch come yes. Halloween. Yes. You know? But there, not only that, there are kids that are dressing up, period. Kids that are partaking, period. And don't yeah. understand where the origin of, and that's what we are just dealing with tonight, is we're just talking about the origin of Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're talking about some of the things that go with Halloween. And there's still a lot more because we could talk about. Um, we talked about the jack-o'-lantern, but some of the other things that went on, you know, um, and how it has changed over the course of years. People don't even realize that at one point in this country, Halloween wasn't even celebrated. They weren't cel- it wasn't celebrated at all. Right. But when, right. yeah, the people that came from Ireland, and I know you touched on it before, people that came from Ireland, then it became popular. And people started partaking in this. So now it has become a mainstay of the society. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. Definitely. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, um, it's said um, by the ninth century, Christianity had spread to the Celtic uh, lands and where it gradually blended with the supplanted older pagan rites. Now, I think that the Christianity they're talking about is actually the Catholic Church. So in 1000 AD, the church uh, designated number seven. We talked about this a little bit before, also they and all that stuff. So um, going into the United States, it says some American colonists uh, celebrated Guy Fawkes Day. Um, and in the mid-19th century, large numbers of uh, immigrants, like you just said, from Ireland, in the 1840s, helped popularize Halloween. In the early 20th century, Irish and Scottish communities revived the old world traditions of souling and uh, uh, guising, as I, I also described before, in the United States. By the 1920s, however, pranks had become the Halloween activity of choice for rowdy young people, sometimes amounting to more than $100,000 in damages each year in major uh, metropolitan areas. Uh, in the Great Depression, uh, uh, they exhibited a problem with um, Halloween mischief over often devolving 
into vandalism, physical assault, and sporadic acts of violence. Sporadic uh, acts of violence. One theory holds that it was the excessive pranks on Halloween that led to widespread adoption of an organized community-based trick or treat tradition in the 1930s. This trend was abruptly uh, curtailed, however, with the outbreak of World War II, when children had to refrain from trick or treating because of sugar rationing. Um, at the, the height of the post-war baby boom, trick-or-treating reclaimed its place among other Halloween costumes. Um, customs, sorry, um, quickly becoming standard practice for millions of children in America's cities and newly built suburbs. No longer constrained by sugar rationing, candy companies capitalized on the lucrative ritual, um, launching national advertising campaigns specifically aimed at Halloween. Today, Americans spend um, an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the nation's second largest commercial holiday, as we mentioned before. So that's a quick summary from the History Channel. Uh, But it, it, it goes deeper than that, too. It goes deeper than that. Because Halloween alongside Christmas, both were practiced and both have history of the same type of acts, the same vandalism, the same debauchery. It's it's pagan religion. It's pagan religion. Yeah, because even with Christmas, just for two seconds, you know, in in New York, they had to create their own police force for Christmas back, um, I can't remember the year, but... They had to create their own police force because people would, would do all sorts of sorts of crazy things, including um, sexual activity in the open. But anyway, you know, it it just shows here. But, it, Listen, people, but people don't even understand, and that's another that's a whole another show where we have to talk. We're, about we're disconnected. We're disconnected. We're disconnected from history, and you know, so when you mention these things to people, they have a, that knee jerk reaction. Or they give they give you their excuse why they want to practice it, and and some of them right. they even know that it's evil and they'll still say ah oh, it's nothing you know so um, there's can't one be thing of Christ, then. you know that, that's the thing so what are we to do as Christians thirteen minutes left what do we do I, I, want, do I want to ask you a question Chris you know I, yeah. I want to ask you a question as because mm. you brought up what should we do as Christians mm. um. And because you brought up that question, uh, that you said that, can a Christian, should a Christian dress up in um, like robes like Noah or uh, Daniel or one of those in the Bible? What do you think about that? Oh, I, I mentioned it before, but I don't think that on this night we should partake in anything that has any similarity to Halloween. It's one thing if you're going to have a play and it's, this is about, you know, God's word and everything like that, and you have – but why on this night? Why on this exactly. night you have to make exactly. some type of substitute for what um, the entire – not entire world, but, you know, most of the community is doing? Because right. you you don't want your the children to feel left out or this, that, and the other, so you want – but you see, that's the influence of the world on the church instead of the church having an influence on the world. Exactly. Because we're supposed to influence culture and counter the culture instead of trying to assimilate it. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, um, you just imagine, 
if um, Paul had uh, uh, I don't know if he had any kids or not. If it's not written, but imagine if he had kids, say two of them, and he brought them into Greece and say, "Well, you know, I know you guys love this stuff, but you know, because we follow God, you know, let's switch it around a little bit." What? No. Can you I see that not, happening? That was never done. Can you see that happening? You know. So why are we trying to assimilate? It's the same thing that happened with. Um, Christmas because the church helped that to explode in America too. Um, uh, well, not only that, it was but, the church and also and also the the president at the time and his wife said it's okay. Well, to yeah, there's many Christmas, more. There's, but, yeah, yeah, there's but, many. You know, but, but um, it's just it's just crazy. And then what they try to do is uh, they try to say, well, this is the day that Jesus was born. And no, it doesn't say that in the scripture. No. And if we right, go back and, and we we actually look at the occult. We will see that the time frame, I think it was like 13 weeks or something like that, from mm-hmm. one to the, to the other. That then you 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 end up every 13 weeks is something else that's that's coming on on their calendar. Yeah. Well, it, well, there's absolute proof out there that the 25th had nothing to do with Jesus anyway. But but just going back to what we should do, what we should do. Right. Um. And come on and from among if, them. If, exact separate yourself from this evil tradition, and. If you if you want to do something on Halloween, how about praising the Lord or going out and soul winning? You know, you have a family, you, you you could praise the Lord in your house and have nothing to do with this holiday. Don't watch no scary movies. Don't watch. Don't don't do anything that has to do with it because you're participating in this whole evil tradition. Now, um, you know, if you want to evangelize, I'm pretty sure that the Lord will be happy with you for it. You know, because there's a lot of people out there, obviously, that need saving. And, you know, what if somebody comes to my house? That's the question. What if somebody comes to your house? Evangelize to them. Give them a track. Do something that's honoring God instead of participating in this. Because remember this important, 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 important aspect. They want your children. They Want your children so they can if they can assimilate your children from young, which they are doing, and Halloween isn't the only way, then they'll have them probably for a lifetime. Because this is serious business, and that's why God tells us to train up our children in His ways, not. In the ways of this world, in his way, the way and the child in the way that he should go, okay? Because if you go from if you go from the religion of hip hop to Halloween, they tell you that they want the children, and it's not just about they want the children; it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's been said over and over and over again. The ritual, the sacrifice, the bloodletting, the the uh, I mean, over and over again, you know. And the thing that came to me just going on movies for two seconds is all of these horror movies are big blood sacrifice. And every single one of them, it's either an occult spirit or an uh, evil spirit causing havoc in the house, murdering people, or some demonically possessed person killing left and right and without stopping or torturing or something. Do you not see how this equates to the pagan rituals? 
that we've just talked about. And in fact, you know, we have seven minutes left. If you go to what's the thing out there in California again where all uh the um the leaders go to Oh, uh, talking about um, I can't even remember. No, California, uh, Bohemian Grove, Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. Grove. They have the, the the big owl up there, which an owl is a big symbol of symbol of um, paganism. Uh, Molech, Molech the owl, and they do the mock or human sacrifices there. And all of these leaders from corporations and and government uh, go to have their little party and sexual, whatever, you know, and sex is a big part of this. So, you know, you let your teenager go to these, one of these Halloween parties. You, it's not that every teenager is going to go there and do whatever, but this is a part of it too. So sex is a big part of this whole ritual. Why do you think right. Satan wants us to have sex out of wedlock? But anyway, <laughs> mm. okay. there's so much to cover. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I just want to, while we are winding down um, Proverbs 8.36 says, all those who hate me love death. And, 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 and that's Say that again, so please. True. All Say those that again, who please. hate me love death. Proverbs 8.36. Proverbs 8. Jesus warns us about the extreme consequences if a person causes one of these little ones to who believe in me to stumble. Matthew 18, verse 6. Okay, so we got to be very careful. We got to be very, very care- careful um, of what we do. Second Corinthians six verse seventeen. Therefore, we need to just come out of the midst and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch the unclean. Don't participate in anything that's unclean and that's not of God. Ephesians five six to twelve. Let no one deceive you. With empty words, for uh, for because of those things that the wrath of God has come upon the sons of disobedience. Seven. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you will were formerly in darkness, but now you are in the light. In the Lord, walk as children of the light. See, when you're when God you came to the understanding that Jesus Christ died for your sins and he took you out of the darkness and brought you into the marvelous night. Like you're a new creature. Um, your DNA has been changed. You walked in sin before, but now you are able to walk in righteousness by way of the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of the way of the blood of Jesus Christ, you you can't do the things of, of, um, of darkness. And he says, okay, so do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. So we have to be, even as us, we need to be very careful of the things that we are saying. But what we are telling you folks is that you need to get from out of there. Don't be a part of it. Stay away. Stay away. And this is what Halloween is about. And this is what is entangling people and and get them um, to fall into darkness. That's what's happening to a lot of young people today. And not only young people, I'm talking about adults, kids. Mm-hmm. They're going to their costume yeah. parties. They're going to uh, participate in all sorts of different things. 
So we should not be partakers of Halloween or even getting candy or or handing out candy. If you want to do something, get some Bible verses and, and, and hand them out. Said, Sorry, we don't participate in Halloween. I don't. I haven't done so for years, and I thank the Lord I'm still here. Amen. Yeah, and, here, yeah, and here's another um, scripture, Psalm 97.10. It says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Let me start over again. Basically, those that love the Lord hate evil. Everything we talked about tonight is filled with evil. Okay? So if you love the Lord, hate the evil. He says, he says, he preserves the souls of the saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Okay? So if you're saved, stay away from this evil. Stay away from all evil. But, you know, and not saved, you need to turn to Christ today. You need to turn to Christ today. Today is the day. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that you would not perish. In, but have so everlasting perish. life. You'll, you'll have everlasting life. You turn to the Lord. You, you call out to him today. Don't wait till you're 88 if you get there. <laughs> If you get there, today is the day. Hopefully, the Lord is is, is is touching your soul, and 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 you will just put your disbelief behind you. Your disbelief is 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 will send you to hell. Hell is real. And right. And why would you know? I I just want to tell you, like you said, Chris. Yeah, we talked about a lot of things, a lot of customs that. Um, in the past were evil. But the only reason why we spoke about these things, or why we share these things with, with folks tonight, is to let you know that Jesus Christ is real. He said in his word, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man, no man, no one, nobody comes to the Father but by me. It's only through Christ. It's only through Christ. That's why. And you say, "Well, Rory, what are you talking about?" Yeah, I don't, I don't um, believe or blah blah blah. Let me tell you. Listen, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a Satanist in a school asking people if they were Christians or not. That's how real it is. This thing is real. And you know what? It's time for people to wake up and see that Jesus Christ is calling, and He's calling you from out of the darkness into his marvelous light that you may be saved. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us. And join us next week for part two. Good night. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn?